0: All right, all right stop the music stop stop the music right now it's this week's wrestling perspective we have a jam-packed show Petey williams what's going on
1: how is she going eh you
0: know what it's it, she's going good uh due to a change in my schedule we're now recording on sunday nights which is a little bit more easier for us to be fan friendly uh we have a like a ton of questions to get to we have some voicemails we may if if anybody calls during this live pod well the live to you and i as we do it right now record it to everybody listen if anybody kind of calls during it i think normally we let it go to voicemail and then we either play it the following week or or we let just go to voicemail but tonight i you know maybe we go ahead and just answer the calls
1: yeah, I mean if the phone rings, answer it, right? I mean how how many times do you call me and it rings once and goes right to voicemail? You're like, oh, Petey's doing that to me right now. Don't Big, I mean don't you hate that?
0: Big timing <laughs> me.
1: Uh, a, a lot better. Hey, uh, I'm I'm just busy, man. I'm just busy, you know.
0: Well, let's start with a, a bunch of questions. I belong to a a impact message uh, I guess fan group here on Facebook. It's called the Impact Fan Nation, and they're always asking some interesting questions. So I wanted to go over there and and grab a few of the questions and ask you, ask them. A lot of people are like, hey, if you get a chance, can you, can you ask PD this or ask PD that? So I'm going to go through some of the messages that were directed towards you and I and, and ask them. We're going to go over Twitter. Okay. We're going to go over Twitter and do the same, but we have a lot of stuff. Uh, this comes from Vinny Walker. I'm right out the bat. Plus, we have topics we'll discuss in and out. Vinny says, in my circle of friends, TNA is considered the lowest of the promotions and the butt of any wrestling-related joke. Uh, try as I might, nobody listens to me when I say Impacted, Impact's current product is far superior to WWE, uh, TNA crap, quote-unquote, They'll jeer. Nobody watches it anymore. Ten, uh, the other night, Crown Jewel has given us a unique gift, genuine one hundred percent example of how WWE is dead. I can't com- uh, complete with, I can't uh, complain with twenty eighteen Impact Wrestling worst wrestling show ever was the Jewel. I literally never want to hear of the E, never want to hear of an E fan laugh at Impact ever again after the Crown Jewel. So, let's start with the crown jewel, I guess. Boy, for me, it was horrible. We are not going to go through match by match, but, you know, the crown jewel seems to be one of those things where, is it a measuring stick of how maybe either how far WWE has fallen and how much indie wrestling has risen, or is this like, hey, they went over, it was a controversial show, you take it as it is, and you move forward.
1: Um, I mean, I I don't know if they were like, hey, this is a good starter show for, uh, you know, being here or or whatever the case may be. Or uh, maybe they're over there once before. I don't remember. Um,
0: So they're like, oh, you know, it's a good
1: easy crowd. What's that? Was it
0: Dubai they were at or something?
1: They were. I thought they were like in Saudi Arabia or something like that, but just outside of Saudi Arabia.
0: Maybe. Anyways, keep going.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I feel like, you know, they were thinking like, okay, this is a good starter show. And you know what, when, if I wrestle in a place like that where you don't know, <laughs> I'm just thinking from a wrestler's point of view, I don't know how the healthcare is and stuff. And am I going to take a risk and be like, hey, this guy's got to get rushed to the hospital. It's like, what? Like in a, I mean, I don't know how like what their hospitals are and stuff like that, but like, okay, maybe the wrestlers are going to take it easy. Maybe they don't want to get hurt or whatever the case may be. Or maybe they're like, hey, you know like, this is going to be an easy crowd. There's like 70,000 people. And, um, you know, let's, let's enjoy, you know, just almost like a house show kind of, right. Like, I mean, you and I have been to house shows, you know, how it's a little bit different than a pay-per-view and TV and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I, I, think they, they knew going in, they're like, you know what, we're giving them a new world champion at the end. We're giving them the undertaker. We're giving them the return of Shawn Michaels. We're giving them all this stuff. Um, and, you know, that that that's sufficient, so let's just leave it at that.
0: This question comes from Carlos. PD Hulk Hogan came back at the Crown Jewel. Uh me as a minority, I was greatly offended and I still won't forget what he said. You as a part of impact management, would you be against or be disappointed if impact were to ever had brought back Hulk Hogan after that incident?
1: Mm that's a tough question because you you got to be a little political you know,
0: correct here too.
1: Yeah, no, I, and I understand that. Cause you know, in the, obviously what he did inexcusable, not sticking up for him in any sort of way. Um, you know, th- there's no room in this world for racism of any sorts. Okay. I'm just going to put that as my opening line. Um, and I think we discussed this before, like Hulk Hogan is such a, you know, like a, like a name or just did so much for this wrestling industry that it's hard to like, kind of forget Hulk Hogan, you know? Um, I I know we forget Chris Benoit because Benoit, you know, like killed his family. So, I mean, yeah, we should forget that. That's murder. I mean, there's, that's even more inexcusable. Um, But I mean, look at, look at the era Hulk Hogan grew up in and where he grew up. Like he was born in the fifties. So he probably grew up in the late fifties, early sixties. Um, you know, and he was, he was in the South. I know like probably going to school, like he was born in Georgia, moved to Florida, like shortly after he was born. Um, I know down there, there was still like segregation going on when he was going to like elementary school probably. So it's, you know, growing up in that like era, you know, like it's not excusing him for what he does, but I just know like you and I have grandparents and stuff that grew up like in that segregation type world. And like, that's what they know. And when you when we talk to like people of that age uh, nowadays, it, you, you look at him and be like, hey, you know, grandma, grandpa, we don't say that stuff anymore. Like that's the, we don't say that. And they don't they look at you like what? That's that's what I've said since I was a kid. Like they don't mean it in a racist way. Or anything like that. It's like that's how they were brought up, and that's what they know. Um, And it's kind of like it's it's a different day and age where, like, it's inexcusable. Like, but we don't like that. That's not how times are now. Like, we have moved on, and we have evolved as a world, and things are, you know, things are different. Um, So just remember where Hulk Hogan came from, um, and then still as TNA management. uh, I mean that's. That's a tough one because you can't turn a blind eye to that type of racism. You just can't, regardless of your background or anything like that. Inexcusable. So um and you know, it's a good thing that I'm not the one making those decisions when it comes to hiring and firing.
0: I'll say this. I was raised in a racist household. My mother, had, you know, bless her heart, she's gone now, was extremely racist. I remember bringing home my first rap tape and look, I'm 40 years old and I'm going to drop it on you and you're going to giggle and laugh and I get it. But back in the day I was the biggest fat boys fan. And if, Oh you, yeah, I
1: remember the fat boys. Yeah.
0: And, and young kids, if you had never heard of the fat boys, it's an eighties rap group who beatboxed and basically rapped about food. It was the greatest thing ever. I, I grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta at, at that age. And I remember my mom coming in, hearing it, pulling it out, and you know, you're not going to listen to this blank stuff anymore. Breaking the tape, crushing my heart, and that was one of those defining moments in my life where I had, I said, you know, at, at that age, I, I everybody was equal in my book. I, I, I even still today. So for to see someone like Hulk Hogan, whether he was. Yo, caught on tape or not, and being caught on tape makes it even worse. Because that means, to me, in my opinion, that was his true feelings. I would never want to see him on a show that I support like Impact. So, as a fan, I don't want to see him on TV. Plus, as a wrestling fan, I think the business in the industry has passed him by. I watched that crown jewel, and he just looks two steps behind everything. His promo was not as crisp as it used to be. I, I'd be happy if I never saw Hulk Hogan on TV again.
1: Yeah, I mean I I think you just have to kind of say, All right, you know, Hogan, you're I think he's like 65. You're 65, you know, we know that you've meant like the world to the wrestling business, but you know, let let let's move on into you know the, the direction that we want to go in. Like I know like myself, I did not grow up in you know, growing up in Canada, I didn't grow up in a racist household or anything. I, I didn't even hear, and maybe this is early, maybe this is late, but I never heard like my first like racist joke until I was ten years old, and it wasn't by my parents; it was by a thirteen-year-old, and he tells me a joke, and I didn't get it. I'm like, well, well, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Don't you get it?" Because, and he's trying to explain stereotypes to me, pretty much. And that's the first time I ever heard about stereotypes growing up, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I, I don't, I don't understand. And then I go and tell my dad, and my dad's like, "No." don't listen to them like that kind of thing. So, um, it it, it all, it all depends on your upbringing, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really, it's really tough talking about this stuff and listening to this stuff and just what's going on in this world today. Um, so with, you know, with, with Hogan being back, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what, yeah, and I, it's not interesting it is interesting to see what everybody on twitter is saying like yay some people are like yay hulk hogan's back a lot of people are like saying you know oh this is ridiculous he shouldn't be back um all that kind of stuff so it'll be interesting to see if people still support wwe after this
0: samuel wants to know the eli drake suing impact in angle does that in any way poke fun at jeff Jarrett's situation
1: <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um I mean I, I don't think so at all. I could see it, it might be. I, I could see where where people could
0: misconstrue this as something like that, and I'll be honest, I think A is poor timing. B it's yeah. a bad angle for Eli Drake. Why would you put such a charismatic character, a former world champion, in a it, listen, in a company that is I don't want to use the word hurting for star power, but Eli Drake is a bona fide star in that company. And now you have him doing ticky tack stuff like, uh, should we sue impact wrestling?
1: Um, well, you know, it's part of the storyline because obviously the whole thing was, you know, James Ellsworth came out at bound for glory. He beat James Ellsworth. And then, you know, we have to kind of send home the, 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 the crowd happy. And then have Abyss come out there and put him through a table and all that kind of stuff. And then you get, obviously, it's Abyss. Uh, you know, uh, Joseph Park is Abyss. But they're, you know, <laughs> Eli kind of playing along with it. Be like, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to sue management. And and they kind of have this whole charade going on. And then he beats up uh, Joseph Park and because he knows it's Abyss and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is... Yeah, I mean it's it's an okay angle. It's kind of like a like a filler angle for Eli, and I agree with you. Eli deserves uh, he deserves. Yeah, better. I mean, come on, say it. He yeah, deserves I mean, better. He, he does deserve better, but you know, like I I say to everybody, you can't be on the top forever, right? I mean, you can't just be world champion all the time, and defending it, you know, for a year straight. You have to kind of you know build other characters and all that kind of stuff. And when it's time for Eli to step back in, he'll step back in because. Really? We know, oh my like God. he can carry a storyline,
0: Petey. I've never. Mm. You finally got my blood boiling. Holy cow! When what? was the last time Eli even sniffed being close to being on top?
1: Um, well, he was tag team champions with Steiner shortly after he lost. Uh, oh
0: come on! His, uh,
1: his titles. Come on, that yep. was and something you, you. That doesn't. that's no. And then he beat Scott Steiner, something I have never done as many times as I've wrestled him. He beat him on the first try, so, I mean, that's pretty good. Um, he's 57 he years into, old. Come on. Yeah, it's still Scott Steiner. I mean, it's still the name value if he beat Scott Steiner. Anyways, you, oh and then he gosh. went on to the uh, um, the open challenge type thing, and he's been doing that open challenge and I really don't know where they're going with that from here. Um, uh, I guess I'll see once I once we're in Vegas.
0: Oh, Petey. My blood is boiling. Oh, my gosh. And how long ago was the tag team uh, champions thing?
1: That was probably in uh, – I think he won them March – April. I think he won them like maybe in – April maybe lost him in it would have filmed in May so like uh, three or four months ago and then over the summer he was doing the uh no the Eli Drake challenge from Slammiversary till uh Bound for Glory
0: no because now he's hang on three or four months ago you said because three or four Mm -hmm. months ago we would have been early summer and I would have been going to the shows and hanging out with you and Eli at that point was uh, oh he was he did
1: the thing with Joe Hendry as well. He did a uh, storyline with Joe Hendry, that getting doesn't him count involved as being yep. on top.
0: That doesn't count as being on top. Come on, yeah. Like
1: I said, like I said, you can't always be on top. Oh. You can't. I mean, it, it's it's it's. You have to let other people get built and stuff. You have to step aside, build other people up, like when he was building up Hendry and stuff like that, and then. It'll circle back around. And you got to remember, Eli, his contract was up, uh, uh, what, um, we talked about this before. And then he re-signed. So, again, when you know somebody's contract's up, you're like, okay, is he coming or going? You don't know. And then, okay, now let's go into this storyline. Because it's, it's very uneasy. Like, if you're locked into a three-year contract, you're like, okay, now we know which direction we go. We got time. Uh, when you don't know contract status, it's hard to, you know, to to book in advance.
0: We're going to take this Eli Drake conversation into another podcast, I'm sure, because we're going to have to agree to disagree. I – oh,
1: Petey. Wow. Wow. You, no, you know, just as – like, you know how much – I'm a big fan of Eli. We've talked I, I about know, this on the podcast. I know,
0: but that is the worst defending of what you guys are doing with Eli than I ever heard. Joe, Joe Henry. What? Just- Joe Henry, doing something with Joe Henry isn't being close to the top. I love Joe Henry. He's a good guy. Guess what? Friend of the show. Uh, the open challenge. You haven't really done anything with the open challenge except trot James Ellsworth out. And granted, he's my other podcast partner. But come on, James Ellsworth. Are you Really?
1: So, if everybody is on top, who's going to be mid-card? Who, like, I mean... Like I said, some people, when it's their time to go up, they go up, and then other people, when it's their time to play the mid card, they play the mid card for a while and then they go back up. You know, that's how you build characters. If if somebody's always on top, somebody's always mid card. Once when, once you're on top, like say it's a heel champion, he goes through all the baby faces. Then what? Now you're out of now you're out of baby faces because you didn't you didn't build anybody up from the mid card. Let's because everybody was always staying on top. So they have to flip-flop back and forth to build characters so you got, you know, more people to feud with and more characters to build and build value in them and not just have like the same guys. No, I, listen. You, you got you got to do it or else you're going to book yourself into a corner.
0: I get it, but it was like early 2017 when he was at What was it? The Feaster Fire? Is it that how he became tag team champs?
1: No, that's when he won the briefcase. Early it was like uh 2018. And then I th- he cashed it in like uh, in April. And then they held it for on television, would have probably been till like uh, end of May, early June. Then we had Slammiversary. And that's after Slammiversary, that's when we're starting to do the open challenge for throughout the summer July and August.
0: I, You know what? I'm going to go do my homework and I'm going to present facts in a case for you. That's what. Okay. The, uh, but I'm not going to do it now. Uh, Let's see here, I had another question for you, but I I didn't see, I believe it might have been Colby, uh, was talking about the X Division Championship, why doesn't Impact introduce a mid-card championship, and would you consider the X Division Championship as a mid-card
1: championship? So that's two part, we did have a a mid-card championship, I, I think we had two at one point. You did. Um, we had the grand championship. That's like the mid-card championship. We also had like King of a the Legends championship something. at one point. Didn't you yeah, have like, yeah, King of the Mountain no. championship. Yeah, so we've had mid-card championships. But um,
0: and I'm going to take a stab at this: is that the roster is not deep enough to sustain another singles championship?
1: Well, not necessarily. It just we just wanted to focus on. The main championships that we have, like the four, the knockouts, the the world title, the X division, um, and the tags. Like that's pretty much it. I, I know that the I don't even know who made the grand championship, but the grand champion, it, it's like it's it was a good theory at the beginning of it, so it was something unique. Um, it was almost like the old English style, um, like rounds of wrestling, uh, like the world of sport. Yeah. With, uh... Uh, so I, I, it was like five, three, five minute rounds or something like that, or three, so many minute rounds. And that takes a lot of like television time. And if there's downtime between rounds and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times you might lose the momentum in a match and all that. So, um, just man, it's, and then the scoring and, the, and it, it's a great idea, but it's like, it's, it ran its course and we had to get rid of that title. A,
0: the title looked phenomenal. I would love to see you bring back that style title, uh, but under a different kind of role. Uh, You know, I think with the way that you guys are doing indie promotions and doing live Twitch shows, you could almost have a version of the television title, but like the Twitch, you know, viewing title or something like that.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. The Twitch champion or something, and they could, yeah. That's a great idea. Um, the X division title, I do feel like, like right now it's the mid card title because you know, back when
0: it's your version of the intercontinental championship.
1: Uh, it used to be like, Hey, everybody was waiting to see that X division championship match. Right. That, that, that's what it used to be back in the early impact TNA days. Um, Now you know. Ever since Austin Aries was the first one to do the option C thing or cashed in for the heavyweight title, when you do that, wait, are we allowed to say that on the show? (laughs) So when you do that, you're allowed to like you just told him like, hey, this is now a mid card title because I cashed it in for a bigger prize. So that that's when it kind of like okay, this is a mid-card title, coming out and saying it. Even though it may have been perceived as that before, now you just said it because it was at option C. And then, you know, saving cash in option C, then I think Aries cash in again, and then um, I think maybe that was the the last cash in. Um, So, Which is, I think, I think it's a great idea, the option C cash in.
0: Do you like it the way it is where you have to come out and say something, or would you rather see it become... You know, you can cash it in at
1: any moment. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I like to, and even with our Feaster Fired stuff, um, we're not allowed to uh, anymore. Um, just go out there, run in and say, hey, I'm cashing it in, right? Now you have to actually say I'm cashing it in and I don't know the rules. I don't remember. Um, but I remember the first time I cashed in my Feaster Fired, I ran out there and then said I'm cashing it in kind of like a money in the bank. And then for that might have been the end of it, or maybe the next year when they did it, they made it the end of it and said, now, yeah, now we have to, uh, you know, you have to give notice or whatever the case may be. So that's why you hear the notice now. In option C, I'm okay with that because what happens, because usually when you cash it in, that means the X division titles a bacon. So now you don't have a champion, mm-hmm. right? So if you announce like, hey, I'm cashing this in next month, it's like, okay, we're going to put together a tournament for the new X Division champion, or however they're going to decide who the new X Division champion is. If they just come in and cash it, it's okay. Okay, now who's the X Division champion, right? um Do you think they should yeah, change? I
0: mean, it's, do you do you feel like they should change the X Division Championship, the name of it now? Because it feels like back in the day during the TNA days, it, it was more high flyers, and now. It feels like it's more open up to anybody on the roster.
1: Um, yeah, and it it, it was meant uh, to be, and when we first came up with it, it's like, hey, it's not about weight limits, it's about no limits. And you had like Pierre-Carlo um, you know, challenge, and he's definitely not in the cruiserweight weight limit and stuff, and same with Samoa Joe and Brian Cage right now. So we meant to be like, hey, it's just the X Division, this style of wrestling um just kind of like the fast pace and go 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 type of wrestling i don't think they should switch the name because you know what that's like the only belt in our like company's history where you know i don't think we've changed the name uh or anything it's always been the x division championship and the knockouts i believe it's always been the knockouts championship but the world titles went through you know it was like the global championship and then the heavyweight title and now it's the world impact championship like so I, I like it because that's the one thing Impact's known for is the X division, and they'll never be able to take that away. So no, they should not change the name of that.
0: I, I'd still like that idea of like a television title, but in the form of just Twitch. Like, yeah,
1: they did have a TV title, I believe, uh, at one point as well. I, I, I want to say they had a TV title for a little bit, and then I think that's that changed into the the Legends title, I believe. Uh, I don't even know my own history, but I, I believe they did have a, a TV title.
0: Uh, go back to it and only defend it on Twitch. That's that would be my suggestion. The you, Twitch title,
1: yeah, what? yeah, that that's a good
0: idea. You, are you going to pitch it? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll pitch it. Uh, Jonathan <laughs> says, I think I hate this because beyond being sloppy wrestler that will get people injured, he looks like a lazy, creative wrestler that you would have made on heroes come to pain on ps2 i'd never played the game so that reference is kind of lost to me i don't think i view hernandez as a lazy wrestler i don't know if i view him as sloppy or not but i don't view him as lazy
1: no hernandez uh and i've worked with hernandez before um i mean he'll he'll he's i I feel like he's great i always looked at him as that guy um as uh the um he he he's the boss in that in a, in a film that like the 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 main henchman that has you have to like get through him before you get to the little Weasley boss kind of deal like and then the the Jean-Claude Van Damme or whoever the Chuck Norris who, whoever the action star is um tries to beat him up and like he roundhouse kicks him in the face and he kind of just doesn't even sell it and like you know pushes the guy and he throws, like that's how i look at hernandez he's like that type of villainous um character that's how I looked at him so and I liked his teaming when he was back in the former LAX with with Homicide because Homicide was the smaller guy and stuff and I, I thought it was a good dynamic and you know he got he got a good singles push for a while and everything um but no I mean I I like Hernandez and you know it's part of his character like when he walks around he's like you could see he's got like that thug swag to him it's like that you know his his walk and stuff and that's part of his character and everything. So I think he plays his character. Perfect.
0: Uh, Jackson wants to know, uh, the final hour, Brian cage goes to Ohio. Is that going to be live or has that already been pre-taped?
1: That, um, that's a good question. I know we left a spot for it on the show. um, That wasn't taped at at the uh, at the New York tapings. I know we left the spot because they were going to film it off location, like we do with a lot of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be live. I think it's I don't know if it's already been taped or it's going to be taped soon, but it'll be taped before it airs on Thursday, just like the rest of our shows. So, boy, I
0: I really hope that they actually go and tape it at uh, Ove's compound. I think that would be cool.
1: Um, I you know I have no idea y- you know what I think oh man uh I know the Chris brothers and stuff they have their own promotion Rock and I think this bro? was like their big yeah 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 that's right um it was their it was their big like anniversary show or whatever um so I think they hyped it up for that and all that kind of stuff I, I know they asked me if I could you know do the show, and we had a little chit chat, and it, you know, I respectfully declined, and uh, you know, I wish I would have been there though, but I just couldn't make it.
0: Yeah, that sucks because I would have totally gone with you. You, we need. I, I know you would have. Yeah, we need to make just one day as fans, just a road trip down there to watch it. You know, one night where you don't have kids, it's like two and a half hours away. You know, I know work and stuff but at one night when everything lines up i would totally get in a car drive two and a half hours just to surprise them and sit in on the show
1: yeah and I, i've told them i'd love to i'd love to come down there and stuff i i just i think they film on like or they they do their shows like on wednesdays i believe even but wednesdays so. are so not a good day uh. for me <laughs> just the the worst day for me um so uh but you never know i mean i, I know they said they, they might have like some friday shows and stuff which are a lot better um but we'll get it figured out dennis you know we always do
0: does pd feel like impact has a good chance to sign jericho or the elite i'll 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 fill you in on that whole thing here in a minute i know you've been out of the loop over the weekend as they call themselves now i would love to see cody Kinney and the bucks in impact uh as f- well i'll I'll say this as far as Jericho because we've talked to him at, at links. The, the second Chris Jericho says he's not coming to Impact, then maybe that's when you should start looking out for him. I don't think he'll come to Impact until, and this is just my opinion, until you guys probably have a better TV deal or you could use that. He, he, you know, he has a lot of connections in Impact. It's a Canadian company. He's Canadian. I could see him using his name to help Impact get a better contract. But I don't think, you know, Impact on Pop, if he were to show up, I almost feel like it would be wasted for the show at this point.
1: Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, we have a later slot now that's 10 o'clock. Um, so and I, I know that, like, when back in the day when we were on Fox Sports Net and when we uh, signed with Spike – you know, that was like the debut of the Dudley boys or Team 3D or whatever you want to call them. So, yeah, I mean, if and I, this is all speculation, I don't know anything that's going on with Jericho. So if anybody's listening to this, don't be like, oh, Petey said that Jericho's coming or not coming. But, you know, I could see him if he does come. It might be something like, uh, you know, uh, like, oh, Impact's moving back to eight o'clock on pop or like, Oh, they're going to a different network on a primetime slot or, Oh, you know, they're switching to Monday nights or whatever the case may be. If you start hearing rumblings about that, then it might be like, Oh, okay. Maybe Jericho is coming or maybe, and this is just based on like your past experiences of, of, of how things were. So, uh, um, as it stands right now, I, would Jericho come? I mean, I can tell you it's not going to show up on Thursday because we're, we already filmed that. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> wow. What's happening at go. Vegas? I know, right? <laughs> um, but I'm sure everybody would have already read that on the internet. Uh, but as for Vegas, I have no idea what we're going to be doing uh, when we start filming in Vegas on Sunday. I have no idea. Are you going Stay
0: tuned. Are you going to those tapings?
1: Yeah, as it stands right now, I, I will be there. You know where you won't be?
0: Uh, here. For my birthday. Oh, man. Boy, you sound—you um, almost sounded genuine there. Uh, you should come to
1: Vegas, I guess.
0: Oh, you know what? That sounds great. Let me just drop everything and go do that.
1: I, that's what I'm doing. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know why what? not? Why it, not make two of us?
0: It'll be like Toronto where it would be, hey, does anybody have room for my buddy? Sure, you can
1: sleep in the car. <laughs> I didn't make you sleep in the car. No, but... <laughs> But it was getting to that point. Hey, you know, it looks weird when people are sleeping on the streets in Toronto. In Vegas, that does not look weird. So <laughs> I mean All <laughs> right, that's the norm.
0: Any and and by the way, for Cody, Omega and the Bucks, uh, I I don't know, and I, I maybe had heard that all of their contracts are up around the same time in January I Cody had already said on the cruise that he is not going to the WWE. I can see him, you know, maybe going back to Ring of Honor. I think that's 99.9% a given. As I said, I'd update you. Uh, Basically, Cody, Kenny, the Bucks, uh, Hangman Page all basically came out and said they're no longer part of the Bullet Club. They are going to be called the Elite, which is name is owned by the Bucks. Uh, you know, being the Elite, their web series, their shirts, the Golden Elite. So I, I think a lot of this has to do with money. A lot because look, they were as uh, Ellsworth said on our podcast last week. You know, they were making pennies on all of the uh, Bullet Club shirts because New Japan owned the rights to that. Yep. uh, you know Cody and Kenny and all those guys. They 100% own the elite stuff, which makes it more sense to switch over to something you own for financial purposes, especially if you're not going to the big payday in the WWE.
1: No, I agree. I mean, it makes sense because and that's why WWE can't use the Bullet Club reference, even though they have like AJ and, you know, uh, uh, and and pretty much like Finn and everybody else. So they can't use that and. New Japan does own it and they're not going to give it up, obviously. So why not just start a new group with a different name, pretty much with the same guys and reap the, you know, benefits of the profit? Absolutely. Um, What I think, you know, if I was in like Cody and the Young Bucks and uh, all all those other guys, Hangman, that are all if all their contracts are, are set to expire at the same time, what I would do is you already have this all in thing. I'm like, why not run with that? Why not just create a new promotion? Because right now there's so much buzz around it, um, and you can run it your own way, and possibly get a TV deal. If not, you know you could stream because streaming's really big right now. You don't even really need a TV deal to be successful. Uh, and why not do that? And then you're, you know, you're in charge of your own destiny, pretty much. Uh, you, it's either a make or break. So I don't see why they would sign with anybody. Why not be the company that people sign with? Because, you know, other guys would be like, oh, I'll come work for you, just like they did at All In. So
0: well, hang on. Uh, I
1: would run with it if, I were, them, let if me, I were them. Let me
0: ask you this. And how many times have you seen, you know, one of the boys start their own company and it, it doesn't turn out the way people think?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I Yes, absolutely. But, again, it wasn't All In. All In was, like, an independent show that drew 10,000 people. How many of the boys have I seen do that? Zero. So, I mean, they already have something ahead, like, you know, one step ahead, and they're already, like, you know, huge names that aren't, like, signed. So I think they have the star power and the means to do it, and I think people would be very interested, and they have the buzz around it that they could be successful. And you know what? Will it last? I don't know, because you're going to need, you know uh, – Financial support, money backers, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, will it last? I don't know. But right now, why not go for it? You know, um, why not?
0: Here's a three part, same question, long. And I don't mean to pick on whoever sent it, but it is a little bit long. Uh, this comes from Impact Boy 010. My question is simple for Petey. I love Impact Wrestling, and I will die for Impact. This is my life. When the heck will you guys get away from Pop TV? They are awful. Please move Impact to a channel that believes in them. My second question, how how many of the Impact rosters has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? I know Mackenzie has, but who else besides her? I love Jesus. Thanks. Can PD please send a message to Mackenzie Mitchell? And
1: I won't read it because you
0: don't see Mackenzie very often. So you'll probably forget it.
1: Yeah, I probably will. Uh, I'd like to know what the message is, but um, just because I'm interested, but I'll probably, I don't even, I, I think I said hi to her and bye to her at the last set of tapings. So uh, um, would you like me what, to read the, the message? message? Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Thank you for receiving
0: Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, and for keeping His commands. May she keep growing in the love of God, in the compassion of Jesus Christ, and be devoted to Christ. I care about Mackenzie, and I know she loves Jesus as her Lord and Savior.
1: That's a great message. Uh, I won't remember that um, verbatim, but I, I can let her know that she has a fan and thankful that you know she's. I know likes Jesus, loves Jesus. But, uh, it, it, I don't know how to. I don't know how to paraphrase that. But but not
0: to make fun of it. And thank you anyways for writing. I know uh, Rebel is uh, is is saved because that's all over her f- Twitter profile. Uh, you go to church every Sunday. Uh, outside of that, I'm not sure if I know anybody else.
1: Uh, you know, I you know I'm not sure either. Uh, I I really don't know. Like I know I, I go to church every Sunday. I bring my kids. That's how I, I raise them and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, but I mean, what was, the, what was the first question? When will we get pop. away from pop? Yes. Um. Man, there's a lot of pop haters out there. I mean, yeah, when I first heard, like before, when, before I came back to Impact, I'm like, what channel are they even on <laughs> anymore? That's what I said. And they're like, pop TV. And I'm just like, what's pop TV? And the best way somebody explained it to me was uh oh it's the old tv guide channel i remember the tv guide channel because it was like you know they they had a program airing at the same time as like the programming that you can watch somewhere else pretty much so um and now today's day and age you don't need a tv guide channel pretty much so uh i mean i i don't really know when the pop tv contracts up i want to say if somebody did the research it's probably like the end of this year uh early next year maybe it's before that um And I mean, I, I don't know where we're going to end up. I mean, I'm not that, that type, I'm not that person, uh, that makes those decisions or even is privy to those conversations, uh, wherever, like, I know, I remember back in September, I believe, was it September or August? Uh, they had a little meeting and they're like, Oh, you know, our, our pop TV contracts up. I wonder what we're going to be doing. And then Ed came out there and made announcements, and that's when they announced the Global Wrestling uh, Network there and uh, the app. And that's when Ed was like, yep, and we signed for another year with Pop, and we're all like, okay, well, that's that's where we're at. Um,
0: well, I think so, signing another year with Pop was a necessity because a lot of people like to use revisionist history when they look back at that time, but you guys had not quite made the turn to start winning people back you guys were in the process there were a couple false starts within that time and i don't know if there was even a network out there that would have been interested in the product you were putting out at that time it's not knocking you know where you guys were to where you guys are now now i think you're a bit more attractive but my question to you is if you leave pop and you go straight to streaming. Let's just say the only option to watch it is streaming. Do you think that is a dagger in the heart of Impact?
1: Um. See, if you would have asked me that maybe a few years ago, I would have said yes because you know to be any sort of wrestling company, you had to have a TV contract, right? TV. Uh, there's only limited, you know, space on television. If you made it on that limited space then you were made. You're a made company. People believed in you. People will watch. But I mean, you know what, Dennis? It's not that I can't afford it, but I don't even have cable. I do not have cable because there's so much other streaming stuff that I could spend my how, however much it costs for cable, 70 to 100 bucks. I I can use that towards stuff I want to watch because I found myself watching cable and I'm like, I have like 300 channels or whatever, and I'd flip through and I'd be like, "Man, there's nothing on." How is there nothing on with 300 channels? Maybe it's nothing I wanted to watch right then and there. So I love it. All these streaming things. When I'm ready to watch something, I could turn it on. Like it's almost like, you know, when DVR came out, that's great. You know, mm-hmm. and it's almost like always having like a, a DVR of stuff you want to watch. So you don't have to pre-record, and you don't have to worry about all that stuff. So um, streaming is just so big. So ask me that question now. I don't know if it's actually a dagger in the heart because I mean, look at like Amazon prime, for example, you know, like they have like huge shows and stuff and same with Netflix. Um, like you look at Netflix, there's shows on Netflix that don't have a TV contract. They're on Netflix winning like Emmys and stuff. And people know about them. I mean, so streaming has gotten so big that I don't know if it's a dagger on the heart. I really don't, and I could see in the future WWE, well, maybe not, because they just signed like a billion dollar deal yeah. with Fox. But you know, them just switching to streaming and being like, "Hey, if you want to watch our product, you got to come on the streaming." Things is good. Things are going to change um, in the future, and who knows what it's going to be like.
0: What's the next? And this is from me because. Impact has slowly been making baby steps to win fans over. I think they're still a couple years away from a legitimate TV contract. And like you said, I'm not sure if the market is even going to be able to sustain it. You look at Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor right now is some of the hottest stuff ever. And I'm not sure if they could get a major TV deal right now just because of the way the business model was run for them. So you look at Ring of Honor. There's a reason why they're still with Sinclair. I think Sinclair also owns them, but you yeah, know they're they're kind of tucked away on a small channel, and they're really pushing their was it the their Honor Club stuff, and they're not really giving away too much on TV. I, I look, I, I don't know the particulars, but there's there's a reason why it, you know Ring of Honor isn't on NBC, ABC, CBS, or whatever it is. So who knows. But the next step for Impact, as I said, you guys are baby-stepping it to, you know, rebuild the reputation. You guys are kind of up there now. You're slowly starting to, uh, you will be buddy-buddy with Ring of Honor. You saw, and there's rumors now that we could see a champion versus champion match between Jay Lethal and Johnny Impact, or whoever at the time will be the champion. But my question is, what would be next on your on your List of progressions. Where do you want to go with the company, or where do you want to see the company go from where it is today to six months?
1: Um, let's see. I and mean, I would like reasonable. Yeah, I, yeah, I would like you know a, a primetime slot uh, on a network. Um, the problem, like you said before, with like Sinclair. Sinclair probably owns part of, if not all, of Ring of Honor, uh, so they're you know stuck on that network uh could they go somewhere else i don't know because like i said it's so the toughest part the 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 toughest part is getting a tv contract you don't even have to be the best wrestling company or the best wrestling product to get a tv contract like it's just so hard to get that tv contract and that slot on a network on it's so so tough um so right now, just being on a network on national television, pop TV, that's uh, bigger than a lot of people think. That's that's huge. Even though it's not like, uh, if you look at households that it reaches and stuff, like, uh, you know, sp- Spike at what well, the time, Spike reach like more households and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, rather than pop TV and all that kind of stuff. So um, right now, I think that's a great spot for where we're at with the company. I think that's a great spot. I really do because it's, on tv on a network um what wouldn't be good is like you know obviously cable broadcast or what you know that all the other independent promotions hey we got a t- we got a tv deal and it's like cable access or whatever <laughs> um, like that kind of thing um, but and i like the fact that uh pop agreed to like after 10 days after airing on pop you could view it on the global wrestling network um usa and wwe do a little bit different i think it's like almost like a 30-day thing So by the time, like, you watch it on their network, they've already, like, filmed the next pay-per-view pretty much, and you're watching old, old stuff. So I like that you could kind of keep up without having pop TV uh, on the Global Wrestling Network. So, you know, six months, I would not be upset if we were still on pop. Um, If we didn't have a network, that's worse than being on a network, I I believe. Um, But, yeah, I mean, being on pop, I think, is totally okay and a lot better than most people think. Prime time slot would obviously be better.
0: For me, where I would like to see the company is no changes except for a slightly exaggerated roster. I know money's tight and you know everybody's penny pinching right now in impact wrestling. You need a bigger roster. You you know whether it's an extra 5 guys here or there or 10 uh, there needs to be some fresh life interjected and fresh life that's going to be there on a, on a weekly basis for the next six to seven months. Uh, that would be my only hope in the next step of the company is that you just, you add talent. I mean, I people come and go, and then it's, it's such a question mark as to what happened to them. Uh, you know, Desmond Xavier is a prime example where... You know, for months, he, you know, we all went back and forth and had the good, good time about him not following you. And, you know, he's, he wins uh, a tournament and then all of a sudden he's a ghost gone. Poof. Where is he? Nobody knows. Uh, I couldn't tell you if he's under contract or not. I, he's just gone and I, I don't like I, that.
1: I, th- I think he's under contract or maybe signed a new one. Um, don't quote me on that because I don't know if that's true. Um, but obviously he's still on our radar. I mean, we, and we're trying, you know, we, we understand that, you know, just, just like going back with this Eli thing, you can't just have all the same people on all in the same spots. So it doesn't work. You have to kind of have new people come in, have some other people leave. you got to keep things fresh. So like, you know, guys like Willie Mack, Willie Mack, I'm a huge fan of, you know, uh, And now he's with impact wrestling. I'm trying to think of who else uh, came recently. Um, Jordan grace, you know, came, so we can't obviously just say, Hey, here's like seven new people that are going to debut. Okay. Have a new, have, we had two people, two new people debut at the Slash in New York tapings. Okay. Some fresh faces, uh, in Vegas, maybe we'll have a, a few more. So we understand that's how it has to go. We like, definitely that's pro wrestling
0: all right is there anything else we should talk about before we wrap up the show
1: uh let's see oh well i already mentioned impact tapings coming up in vegas yeah um so yeah we're doing it on sunday monday and tuesday they got billboards and stuff up there i know it's going to be off the strip a little bit but still at a casino Mm -hmm. i'm trying to remember the name of the casino there's so many down there i'm like i can't even keep my casino straight so uh uh, yeah Sanjay asked me and he's like hey man what's your game Petey <laughs> and I said and Sanjay God bless him I said roulette Sanjay and wow. he's like oh man mine too and I'm like I know like the first time I played roulette was with you because you liked roulette I'm like don't you remember introducing it to me and then we went to like St. Louis and we went to the the, the casino in St. Louis and played roulette and then we went to other places like We'd almost do it like every house show that we're about like around a casino we'd go and play roulette we you know 100 bucks win or lose whatever and i remember you know aj man aj for sure uh he really must love jesus because the one time we took him man he was up so much money like he robbed the house like uh it, it was ridiculous and i lost all my money so what's that say about me but uh yeah i mean i'm excited to you know go out there Gamble a little bit and then film our shows and uh, um, see what comes next. I'm excited to get emailed these formats to see. I, I like to see in advance, like oh, you know, what direction are we going in and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I don't know, I'm excited for it. All right, I'm 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 really excited.
0: Maybe maybe we'll be able to tape an episode of the Wrestling Perspective while you're out there.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. Um, yeah, that that'd be fun. I mean, time change though, but I mean, we'll figure it out. We always do, right?
0: That's right. One of us is semi-retired right now.
1: <laughs> Which one, though? I don't... Anyways. I mean, we'll leave uh, it to the fans.
0: Anyways, you know what yeah. we do? We have a voicemail. Let's play that here real quick before we get out. Okay. And uh, we'll, we'll call it a day. Here it is as it loads up. Hey, Pete and Dennis, this is uh, Doug Martin. I have a question for you. I posted it on the hashtag Impact on POP recently, and my question was, uh you know wrestlers in a business, they're not only very good at wrestling to women, women. they're very good at wrestling to men.
1: I come there to test of blood pressure, number
0: one, I number two,
1: and number three, time free, except I call so responded to that comment I made so
0: who do you think is the top three women in the business that can wrestle not only women but also men uh, thanks and uh, keep up the good work um I I heard the end of it and I don't know who I, I
1: heard the last question yeah, yeah. I, it was broken up for me the first little bit let's let's
0: just talk about what we heard top
1: three okay. women
0: in wrestling right now.
1: Ooh, um, I got to put Tessa Blanchard up there in the top three. Uh, Let me see if I get my top three really quick. Uh, You you remember, Dennis, I I do have a kind of newly earned respect for women's wrestling, but you know that's not my cup of tea. Uh, I've mentioned that before. Nothing disrespectful towards women. It's just that, um, you know, that's just not my cup of tea. Even though I I work with women in wrestling um, and I do appreciate everything they do, uh, so I might not be like tip-top on all the great women wrestlers out there. But I would definitely say uh, Tessa mm-hmm. for sure. Um, probably a good one? Like, uh, Asuka. Like, I mean, she's really good, too. Like, really good. And then it might be a toss-up between like, now we're just talking wrestlers or characters and who's over right now. Like, Let's maybe put- a toss-up between Char- Charlotte and Becky, maybe.
0: total package. How about that? Does that make it easier or harder? Because I think for me right now, it would be Tessa, uh, was it Jordan Grace? Okay. I'm a huge fan of hers. And then I would either put I would go four then. Because I would put Tessa Grace, in no order by the way, Ronda Rousey. I don't care what anybody says about her. She is killing it from characters to looking good i will i will argue with anybody any day because right now she is on top of her game and then becky lynch since turn and Heel, nobody's been hotter i would put her at number four overall i'm sure there's some indie darlings out there that i'm missing that deserves to be maybe higher than one or two of those people but for for me that's my four
1: yeah i mean I, that's a good four um yeah, I would probably put, I, I think Tessa's on the top of the industry right now. I mean, and I forgot about Ronda. Ronda's doing really well, um, you know, for, for, for being, going from UFC to WWE. is probably the best transition any UFC person has made. Um, Becky's so hard you right know, I mean, that, those are all really good, Dennis. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you on any of those. Um, I do like Asuka just because I like in her NXT stuff and everything like she could just she can have an awesome match with anybody she can make the the worst female wrestler look great in the ring just that's that's how good she is so when I look at a wrestler um and like how good they are Asuka's like right up there that's why I chose her she might not be like super over right now or being pushed or anything like that but man she can go in the ring and she's her stuff looks really good
0: all right, and to wrap this up, uh, we got to get out of here. But uh, can I complain for one second?
1: Yeah, please do. Let me hang up the phone first. <laughs> That's I'm cute. Look at you making <laughs> just, jokes. Uh, no, please let me let me hear. The Unless other, it's about Eli Drake, then I don't want to hear it.
0: No, no, it's not. The other night, I'm watching Raw, and they do a very heartwarming, touching uh, tribute to Roman Reigns, who is went back to battle leukemia for a second time. But it was, you know, a, 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 some of the kids that uh, they've recently showed in some of the promos beforehand that were fighting cancer saying, hey, we're with you, Roman. And very heartwarming and touching, but it got me wondering and it got me a little bit nervous that there's going to be a certain point where the WWE, and they can't help themselves, are going to exploit this for for something, And this is something I do not want to see the WWE exploit in any way. In my mind, I thought it was a touching package. But if you were to step away and look at it maybe from a business or a different angle, you may go, that's borderline, you know, exploitation right there. And I hope not. and And I hope I'm wrong on this. But... I I think that they're going to get awfully close, if not get into the the ex. They're just they're going to exploit it, and I, it's going to
1: upset me. Um, geez, ah man, that's that's that is a fine line, Dennis. Um, man, that's oh that's good. Now, now some people so,
0: some people are going to say to me, hey. Uh, you know, you're taking out of context something nice that they're doing for the kids to say to Roman Reigns and maybe so, but somebody had had to had the idea of, Hey, let's send the camera crew out there and film these children saying something that way we can put a package together and show it on our TV. Now the kids didn't call the WWE and say, we want to do this for them. There has to have been an executive somewhere that said, Hey, you know it would play well on TV right now, and that's the way I, I look at how that happened.
1: Yeah, but also, so I definitely see it from that point of view. Now I'm trying to look at it from other angles because that's what I usually do. So Roman Reigns just made this, you know, announcement, um, and then that that was just last week, right? Correct, last mm-hmm. Monday. Yep. Or was that two Monday? Okay, yeah, two Mondays so ago. Just two Mondays ago because this Monday tomorrow will be two Mondays. So, um, they, they can't just now think about it from an outside perspective. Roman Reigns says, Hey, you know, I got to relinquish my title. I'm battling leukemia. I'll be back better than ever. You know, keep me in your prayers. So that's what they do. Then if WWE doesn't mention Roman Reigns again, or do something, it looks cold on WWE's part. It's like, Oh, look at he, he's, he can't wrestle. So there, he's of no value to that. Like, that they would just do that to a long-term employee or long-time employee of theirs, just kind of throw them to the wayside because he can't perform anymore. So I I think, I think they still have to say, Hey, Roman Reigns is still in our prayers, still in our heart. You know, we're still, you know, he's a big part of the WWE family. Um, They still need to do that rather than say, okay, we're not just not going to mention him anymore. So that that's, that's the fine line. I think they, I think, and I do think they realize that I, I don't believe they want to exploit it, or at least I hope they don't want to exploit it. Um, but at the same time, they're like, we have to say something. We can't just say nothing. Like that's, that's like cold and callous and like inhumane to do that. So what, wh- what do you do? Like, what do you put out there? Like y- you got to do something and there's probably going to be more packages to, to come, I would say.
0: All mm, right. Uh, you know,
1: you know, like I mean, you, you hear what I'm saying, Dennis? Like, I do you can't just say nothing and be like, "Oh, okay, so, so sorry for like." It would have mean that WWE saying, "Like, all right, sorry, Roman, but we got to move on." Like, that's that's kind of that's cold if they did that.
0: Do you want to see him pop up on TV? Because I kind of don't. I want to want to. So while it.
1: he's yeah, and that that's tough, and I don't think he would want to like. If you're go, I I don't know what the process is. I don't know if he's going through chemo. I don't know what stage he's at. I have no idea. But you don't want to, you don't want to do that on television. I wouldn't think, you know. Especially, you gotta remember, you know, wrestling is, uh, we'll call it fiction for lack of a better word. It's fiction. So this is something real and real life that he's battling, and to bring it into this world. Uh, I mean, yeah, so much, but I wouldn't have them show up. Like that's just, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. That's, I, I think that's a bit too far.
0: All right. Well, what do you have to promote so we can get out of here and enjoy the rest of our week?
1: Oh, you know, my friendship with uh, Dennis. Um, follow us together yeah. on Twitter. Uh, we should get a joint Twitter account, don't you think?
0: Uh, WP <laughs> underscore uh, pod.
1: There, there you go. So, so or, follow. Or- uh, the Wrestling Perspective podcast on Twitter. Are you talking uh, like you a go, PD and Dennis together? And we have like a all the pictures of us doing stuff together, and then we tweet out mutual tweets. That'd be something. Though. Like me running um, you down. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean just uh, you know, stay tuned to keep your ear open for the Impact tapings coming up uh, in Vegas this week. Join us if you're down there. Um, you know, if you're down there, let me know. That you listen to the show, and I'll stop by and chit-chat with you. Uh, Other than that, that, that's that's all I got, Dennis. And follow me on Twitter at IPDWilliams.
0: Follow me at Dennis77Farrell. Listen, if this is your first time listening, we try to bring you a whole different kind of wrestling podcast. We want you to be involved. We have a call-in number, 231-930-2053, call that leave a voicemail we'll play it on the show as you heard earlier hopefully you're not calling from a tunnel i certainly hope he wasn't calling to ask us for help to rescue him because if that was the first part of his call is like listen i'm i'm trapped right now some guy's got me in a cage i can't get out oh by the way i want to know who are your top three female wrestlers we totally missed that first part so, I need to know
1: this before I die. Yeah. I need yeah. to know this before I die. Who are your top three female wrestlers? You know, the first
0: part's oh like, God. please send help. You're my only hope. By the way, top three wrestlers, guys, got to know this real quick. <laughs> big time, big time listener. It's the only show they let me listen to here in the cage. <laughs> so, hopefully, that's not you, but 231 930 2035. Call anytime, day or night. Leave a voicemail. Uh, wrestlingperspectivepodcast.com you can go there Uh, links to wherever the podcast is played you can click it subscribe at whatever format iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio a ton of places that's where we are please subscribe it helps us and uh, you get the podcast right away when it drops there are two podcasts on this feed by the way it's us, me and Petey the original and then there's the uh, cast with James Ellsworth But, anyways, so James. Hey, James, how you doing? Yeah, James. James and I we do more uh, WWE talk, and PD and I do more Impact talk, and that's what sets the two shows apart. Is you kind of get a different feel for you know it's it's two different podcasts hosted by one me and then these two guys, and it's it's a whole each show is two different feels, and we cover a lot of stuff in two weeks, two shows per week.
1: Absolutely. And we appreciate you joining us to listen to both. There
0: you go. So thank you guys so much. Uh, This is, by the way, probably for the better lack, if you're listening, Sunday night is when we record this. This is kind of going to be our new record time, right? Because my schedule's changed a little bit, so is yours. Uh, We used to do one every other week, kind of a midweek recording. But I think for at least maybe I'll change when you're in Vegas, but... For for the better, better of going forward, Sunday nights is our record night, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean we'll post it up uh, tonight whenever we see fit. I mean, yeah, I mean uh, it might not always be Sunday nights; it could be a, a different night. But you'll 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 definitely know because we'll tweet it out when we're recording, and we'll give you a heads up. And you can call in and do all the fun stuff that we normally do. Uh, we'll still get you every week, though.
0: There you go, guys. Thank you so much for listening,
1: and uh, we'll see you later. Have a good week, guys.